This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. This week we are joined by our two guests. We've got our co-host as usual, which is Omar. Good afternoon. Afternoon, mate. You're right. Yeah, and we've got a special guest, uh, a um, football journalist, Millwall fan, uh, Dan Marsh. Good afternoon to you, Dan. Welcome to the show. Afternoon, mate. Cheers for having us. No worries. So, two football brains. Um, I suppose we'll kick in with the first uh, subject and we go to you first then, Dan, is Saturday's game. What's your views on the game? Because you were obviously lucky enough to be there. Yeah, yeah, very fortunate to, to be there for, for work. Um, I was kind of saying a week, you're not really Millwall if you uh, 
we didn't expect us to go to, to Wickham and lose. No goals scored, no points on the board. Just a, a typical Millwall game, isn't it? And uh, obviously, first 10 minutes, nothing to uh, nothing to change my mind on that. Um, but I thought, you know, I took the first half was pretty dismal. But I thought second half, we kind of showed a little bit what we were about. And I think in the end, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, we hit the bar three times and I, I don't really recall Bar making a save other than the, the kind of goal mask scramble just after, um, just after Jed had scored. So, I, you know, I think it was relatively comfortable even after, you know, a bit of a nightmare start. No more. No, I think second pretty much what Dan's saying. I think God, it was a bit nervy thinking heading to this week. I know we said it when we were on, on air a couple of weeks ago. You know, this this week coming before the Wickham game was huge. You've got, you know, Wickham, Luton and Barnsley. And obviously the only away game being Wickham who haven't won a game yet. And then you've got Luton and Barnsley at home. So I think it set us up nicely because obviously we got the win on Saturday. It was important. I think, yeah, when Bart made the mistake first half, I was thinking if he's making mistakes now, we're in for a bit of a, you know, a long day today. But... I think, it, you know, first half we kind of huffed and puffed a little bit without real quality, but then second half we just seemed to click into gear a bit more. Leonard getting into the box, you know, obviously getting his goal, great goal. Um, and obviously Cooper having a shot from the halfway line as well. I think it's just the confidence seems to be flowing a little bit in the second half a bit more. So, yeah, I mean, buzzing we got the win, mate. But if anything, I'm more focused on the next two games. Hopefully we can kick on and get a couple more wins. No, fair enough. We'll, we'll come on to those in a bit. Um, Bart's mistake. Were we due a mistake from Bart? Probably. Then? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's hard to dig him out, really, isn't it? Like, like Ralph said, after you think back to last year, you know, you've been so good since we come in. And especially, I, I think back to the year before last, when we seemed to have everyone in goal, didn't we? You had, you know, the, the kind of mistakes that Archer was making, then Amos come in, and he didn't really drop any clangers, but it just bit like the, the Chelsea people just didn't seem to keep anything out. Um, and then obviously Dave Martin come in and did a job for that guy and the FA Cup was, you know, as terrific as you're going to see. Um, and, you know, look, it, it's going to happen, isn't it, from time to time, especially the goalkeepers. If you make a mistake up front in midfield, you know, it's a bit different. But once you're at the back, it's, you know, but it was bad. It, you know, I was in line with it and just seemed to lose his bearings. Yeah. I don't know what he needed to realise that he weren't messy. Um, yeah. There's a reason he plays in goal. Um, but again, I think it's just a bad day at the office. It was it. But the team seemed to, especially the second half, the team seemed to really cover his ass and 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 think that they were just going to go out and make up for his mistake. Yeah, you quickly get complacent. You you get complacent really when you've got a good keeper in goal. You kind of forget what it was like beforehand, as Dan said about you know Archer, Amos, stuff like. It was obviously not great at the time then, but yeah, he, he was due a mistake. And thankfully, I think he made up for in the second half for that little Kamal scramble, made the neat save, and obviously, like you said, the defence mucked in and helped him out in that situation as well. Um, I, I kind of felt like watching it, thinking, yeah. If that mistake happens now, we're probably going to lose the game. But it's credit to the team, like you said, mucking in together there. Um, and if anything, coming away with the win, especially against a side like Wickham, who do battle. I mean, I know they're bottom of the league. They've not really picked up anything at the moment. And they are struggling down there. But, you know, if if, if they go up in front of a lot of teams, I think, you know, some teams would fold there. But it shows the fighting spirit we've got. And it's promising signs. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean... 
Leonard don't score easy. Don't score normal goals, does he? <laughs> Great goal, mate. I think it was nice, though. I think, you know, you've got Romeo working down the right-hand side, playing it to the target man, Smith. You know, Smith offers what, exactly what he gets on the tin, you know what I mean? So, for him to then, obviously, pass into Leonard, I mean, you can't take away from the finish. It was top draw. Dan? Yeah, no, it was a good goal. He, he's definitely got an eye for the spectacular, isn't he? Um, he seems to be, you know, Woods will, seems to drop deep and, and kind of pick the ball up and get us going. And, you know, you, you do need that other midfielder if you're playing a two to, to drive on. And it seems like Leonard's comfortable doing that. Um, it was a nice surprise seeing us in a four-four-two. I mean, I didn't really yeah. expect it Saturday. I mean, obviously, away from home, you're kind of thinking, I guess we just took the game to Wickham and kind of thought we could jump on them. I mean... Did you kind of that take you by surprise when you were there on Saturday, Dan? Yeah, I think a lot of people were, were quite surprised. Um, there was a bit of talk behind us from um, people of the kind of uh, who were there for Wickham um, who were under the impression that they might try and match us up with three at the back. Um, and Rao said after the match that you know he, we got they was always going to play the four two three one slash four four two and um, he doesn't want to become too predictable. And I think it really worked. Like, I think you know Tom Bradshaw gets a bit of stick and, you know, he had a really long run without scoring and that, you know, you have to expect that for your striker. But I thought him and, and Smith linked up quite well um, and, you know, we created chances. You know, it's been a long, long time since, you know, we, like I said, we could have had five goals, you know, with a, a bit of luck. And it's a long time, you know, since I've personally seen a, a middle side that, you know, have almost had five goals. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it was good to see, obviously, Wally scored a penalty. Um, himself on the score sheet again it was good obviously that Leonard scored another goal um, and it was good to see that Smith um, got the assist for that goal um, I suppose really though if we don't talk about what the fuck was Cooper thinking um, but mate if that had gone in that would have potentially been goal of the season um, yeah, goal of the decade everything mate if, if Cooper yeah. having a strike from 60 yards out I mean I think even Rowe said it afterwards on the club media page he was like if Cooper's doing that from all ranges, anything's possible on our side. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's mad. It was just the way that the ref blew and no one knew he blew. And he just <laughs> took that shot and, and well, it was by oh, by just pure luck that that didn't go in. I mean, in the way that it just hit the bar, I mean, Christ, Soccer AM would have been pleased with that shot. 100%, mate. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was so un- unfortunate it didn't go in. You don't see many of them, do you? And you wouldn't expect to see that in a championship either. Um, I know Morrison always used to try, didn't he? He always used to on the halfway from about halfway line. He he's if he, especially when he's up front on his own, and it's like towards the end of the game, and he's obviously legs are gone or whatever. He just used to try and hack it a goal, and he came close a few times. I think obviously at Oxford he got a goal if memory serves right on the half volley, decent like that. But yeah, for us to see a goal like that, I mean, obviously it didn't go in, but even an effort like that, it was it was super close. So like, I remember um, in the FA Cup about ten years ago, Danny Shitty strike from the halfway line against Blackburn. Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers that one, but I think it, I don't even know if it played across, but I think it might have even been took down by the keeper. But yeah, that, that, that was, that's probably the last one I remember from a centre-half mill or anyway. I mean, look, uh, it was um, a great shot, but I think, same as what you said at the beginning, Dan, I think second half, we performed. Um, it was as if, you know, they'd obviously been given a massive bollocking from um, Rowley and, and, came out and just literally changed the way. They just seemed to be more comfortable in the ball. They were holding the ball longer. They were passing well. I agree with you. Woods, he's, he's teaming up well with a couple of the other players there. He's fitting in well in their centre of the park. And, and 
you know, Smith and everyone else seems to be really, really linking up. And, and the fact that Leonard's scoring as well now is, is you know, are we going to get to see the Leonard of South End days, what we wanted, what we paid the money for? Um, it's taken a bit of time coming, but potentially, hopefully, that, that will all come in and, and everything starts working in the direction what we want. I'll never be critical of players, but I don't know. I'm still never convinced on Leonard. He obviously has the strike he's got in him, right? And no one can rule it out. And he's obviously, he offers a physical presence in the midfield. When you've got Woods, who's obviously a bit more nimble and maybe on the shorter side and doesn't offer the aerial threat that he does. So obviously, Leonard's a bit of a goal-getter in a sense that, you know, he gets himself in the box and he causes a nuisance. But from a midfield point of view, if you're looking, I think, personally, to play around the ball, you might want someone else in there next to Woods. But not to take away from how well he's done since he's come in the side. You know, he's he, off, he offers so much going forward, like you said there, mate, and scoring goals like he did at, at South End. Um, I don't know, maybe he might be more suited to playing behind Smith in that sense. You know, when we came back from lockdown, he played there as well. Uh, and then obviously you could have maybe Thompson in the middle. It could be something to look at, which is obviously a talking point for transfers because Thompson stayed. Before we move on to that one, mate. Yeah, no, we, we move on to the transfer side of it. How do you think we, um, we fared in the transfer market this window then um, I think I think we did okay I think um, obviously there's a lot of lines but I think that was probably to be expected with everything that's going on at the minute um, I think if you look at what, who we've brought in I don't really think you can complain you know they're established championship players for the majority um, and obviously you know Kenneth Zahorva the last one he's joined he's, you know went to, to West Brom I know he had a bit of a of hard, hard time there last year, but he, he's an eight million pound striker. You know, it's, it's not really not a lot of money, though. Yeah, a lot, a lot of money. And I know, you know, it's, it's only till January, so you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'd imagine there's the possibility the club will, will go back to the drawing board. And, and have there's a lot of rumours. There's rumours flying around already. I mean, I've had a few texts this morning. Rumours going around that allegedly it's costing it's costing us seventeen grand a week. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I. There's a lot of talk that other clubs are in for him, um, but uh, West Brom were demanding a really high proportion of his wages, which would probably tie into to what you said there. So I can't grand. imagine it was a, a cheap deal by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, someone told me that he's on 40 grand a week and we're paying 17 grand of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big chunk, but if he can perform, then yeah. What's your thoughts, Omar? Yeah, I mean... He's obviously proven at this level, as Dan mentioned there, uh, you know, championship experience from the signings we made. And it adds to what we've done in the window with the likes of Bennett as well, you know, players that have been in the round of the division for a while. Um, obviously, I think it is a lot of money to be paying if it's true on the alleged wages that he's on and what we're contributing towards it. But if he provides the goods and he turns up and, you know, offers a bit more of an option compared to Smith, a bit more mobility up front, as well as being a target man, so to speak, it can only be a win-win. We'll have to see. I mean, it looks like if we played formation we did Saturday and we've got someone like Sahore up there, hopefully he gets a couple of goals, you know, it will be worthwhile. I mean, if you're West Brom and you've given us him till January, I'm sure there'll be some sort of clause where we could hopefully extend it. At least I'd hope so. But if it's for them and he scores goals for us and does well between now and January and he goes back, so be it. It does well for us. And can probably confirm, probably, but I don't know. But I've heard that there's a clause in there that we can extend to the full season if we need to. Um. I believe so. I mean, every kind of loan, even those on a season loan, seem to have a, a kind of mandatory recall in January. Mm. So I'd imagine it's a move, you know, potentially from both clubs. I mean, if you're West Brom and he comes to, to Millwall and, 
you know, has a really good run from now until January, you know, do you want him sitting out online? You know, if, if he's not part of your band, if you paid eight million pounds, do you want to try and recoup some of that? Because it seems no matter what window we're in, especially in January when, you know, you always get teams who are kind of struggling, who don't expect to be in, they need a strike. Strikers are always in demand. So that probably is the thinking. And, you know, you'd like to think that they all have, have got something to kind of protect themselves if he does do really well, because we've seen it a lot of times over the years. Like, you think back to Chris Wood, he's probably the one that stands out and come in on loan, absolutely tore it up. And then, you know, we ended up losing him, I think in January, he went to, to Leicester. Um, so hopefully it won't be a repeat of that. Good stills upsets me now when people mention it. I think uh, I remember at the time, I think we got the deal of a uh, deal grid allegedly on Christmas Day. I remember knew that then um, putting something out there at the time. And I was thinking to myself, cool, like, he's actually like going to sign for us in the permanent, then Leicester swooping and taking, which obviously for him was probably a no brainer. More money, they got promoted, so you can't blame him. But yeah, it is hurtful when you think back to that. But obviously, as long as he does the bits for us, and if we hopefully have a clause to keep the whole right then so be it. I mean, do we need a centre forward? Do we need another one? I don't know. It's, it's a talking point because obviously Smith and Bradshaw are the options, but obviously lacking goals. So hopefully Sahore comes in and gets the goals. So we'll see. Just to ruin your fire there, Omar, we were never going to sign him. I know. I, I, I like to think, like, never know. I'd like to think that he could have potentially signed. The club put it out there that they agreed a deal for him, didn't they? With, like, with uh, West Brom at the time. So who knows? Who really knows? No, that's it, I suppose. Isn't it? it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was only used to get more money. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. So um, this week then? Big games. Huge games. I think Saturday was big and it was important that we got a win, even though it wasn't pretty at times. But it's going to be more the same, I reckon, the next couple of games. Luton's actually in the playoffs at the moment after their first five games. So, you know, they've had a good start to the season. But I think they lost on Saturday to Stoke. So you'd think they would have bounce back. But also we could probably hit them whilst they're down. Um It'd be interesting to see. I think Jed and Bart are apparently carrying Eagles after the weekend. So I, I, I hopefully they're both fit. I don't know if Dan, if you've heard anything on them ones or I saw something earlier today on Twitter, but it'd be interesting if, if they're not in contention, who comes in? Yeah, I think um, they were both okay after the game. I think Jed's was before the game. and um, I think early on, Bart, when he went up to get a ball, he, he, got, a, he got kind of whacked. He seemed to be stretching out. Um, so I don't know if that was the case, but I'd be surprised if right? um, Beaver weren't. You know, Jed seems to have no problems at all. Like, I thought it was brilliant on Saturday. He seems kind of back to how he looked at, you know, for the first portion of, of last season. So it'd be a real blow if either of them were to miss it. But I think, I think maybe they'd be all right, hopefully. Whether they then can go again, Jed rather than Bart. On Saturday, three games in a week might be might be a bit of a stretch. And obviously, you're hoping. You know, I think Mahoney had a had a chance to kind of shine out on Saturday. Didn't really take it. So if he gets a chance tomorrow night and against Luton, you know, if he does well, maybe that could come into thinking of, of maybe resting Jennifer weekend. Mason Bennett was missing on Saturday, obviously with a hip complaint. Supposedly, I mean. I mean, Mickey, we said to how like, are we? He's on his pay as he plays, sort of wages and stuff like. That. He's he's starting to. I don't know. Is is there something there with him that we need to be wary of? I mean, he's obviously coming and done all right so far this season. Is is the left side of the pitch a problem? I don't know. It could, it could be something we need to look into. No. Play for the injury boy. Um, 
well, the window's shut now, so you've got to deal with what you got with. Um, okay. You know, look at the use side, I suppose, um, and see where you go from there. But yeah, I mean, Dan? Yeah, um, it kind of depends. That's the only question mark, really. You know, because he's obviously a good player. I suppose if he, if he hadn't had fitness issues, maybe he, he, he wouldn't have been available to, to Millwall. Um, hopefully he'll be okay. I mean, you, you think you've got Mahoney. Um, if he does, if Rowett is thinking of playing with that kind of five wing-back system, you've got Rod Varson who can play on the left-hand side of attack. And I think they tried out Bradshaw as well in pre-season. So... There are people who could fill it, but you know, I think Bennett offers us something different on that left hand side, which you wouldn't necessarily get from a Bravarson or a Bradshaw. So, yeah, it's going to be important keeping him fit. Um, it, it's a bit, um, it's a weird one really because we're only really a month and away from January. If something was to go wrong, we can have, but obviously, the catch to that is there's a hell of a lot of games. Yeah, December's going to be a nightmare, and it or November's a nightmare, isn't it? It will be. I mean, it's it's interesting already that, you know, it's showing, I think, the wear and tear of playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, even though really international, right? You know, I think Jed's always been that type of player that won't train throughout the week, but then train towards the end of it and then play on the, on the weekend, especially if it's like a run of succession game. So hopefully that's a secure thing we don't have to worry about with, with Wallace. But um, yeah, with Bennett, I mean, he's probably one of those players that probably just can't go again during the week. You know, probably it needs to be limited to one start and then maybe a sub appearance when he is a fit. I don't know. It's it's one of those ones of him, I think. No, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's um, yeah, Saturday, Tuesday games are going to be a nightmare. Um, they've always been a nightmare. Morrison had them a nightmare. Um, Which is why was... I think it's a good thing we kept Thompson because mm. a lot of people were talking about how you know Portsmouth came in for him supposedly before the window closed and were keen to take him on loan again. And apparently it was a mutual thing from both sides. Both Thompson wanted to go and Portsmouth wanted him. So I think he just wants to play games. But I kind of felt like it was kind of needless. I know he's lost his position to Leonard, but with so many games this season and how quick they're going to come, I felt like it was important you had to keep four central midfielders. And I know we've got Billy Mitchell still to come back as well later in the season. But I felt like it was important that, you know, we kept Thompson to keep competition for places high. So you can clear it. So yeah, what is that feedback from? It's on your side, Dad. I might have been my phone's be fair, yeah. <laughs> <At> the table. <laughs> it was killing us. So yeah. So I mean, um, I think Barnsley will be another tricky game, but I think both of them will be um, extremely tricky this week. But I think hopefully, if we can get um, four points out of out of six, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that'd be a good start. You know, four points out of two games coming up when you look at what we've got already on the board. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. So, look, with that, um, we'll catch up again probably this time next week to find out how we got on and probably moaning that we got no points out of six. So, uh, yes, stick with us and...
At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, and with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.